Hi, and welcome to Screens in Focus podcast, where we share and connect as we spotlight our favorite shows and movies. I'm Diana. And I'm Brooke. And this is episode 85. Today, we're going to be talking about Dead to Me, season two, episodes one through five, and also talk about the movies Jumanji, The Next Level, Becoming, Kickboxer, and Bloodsport. Bef- All right. Yeah. Before we dive in, how are you doing today, Brooke? I'm doing really well. Thank you so much. It's such a beautiful afternoon. The weather is so bright and sunny, but it's also really nice and cool in the shade. So I was out there this morning. It felt great. Yeah. It's so good to get out. It's so good. Oh, yeah. So I was telling you that um, uh, off mic, uh, I was telling you that I went to Henry Cowell State Park and how beautiful it was. Yeah. And it's the first time we went there for a hike. It was a birthday hike. And uh, we, it, it felt like a vacation. And isn't that amazing? Because I think because we were out, we were hiking, there wasn't that many people there. We had our masks on, we stayed, you know, socially distanced. But the scenery was so beautiful. And I love redwoods. I love them. And so, so yeah, it was a beautiful day. It wasn't too warm wasn't cool it was perfect and then we took a drive to the wharf and we ate clam chowder on the wharf of course we did the whole curbside you know we went they had they said no no masks no service so um oh, of course we had our masks no on. dice yeah <laughs> and so we went up we ordered they were really friendly uh you know the people serving us and everybody all three of them asked me are you help being helped are you being helped are you being helped so i'm like yeah it was stag narrows so uh just to let you know give them a shout out for being so kind and so we just uh you know got a clam chowder bowl Oh, it was really good. It just hit the spot as we looked out. We were in our car and we looked out on the water and the ocean was so pretty and the sun was glistening on it. It was just... And then, of course, wow. we came home and we, you know, were with the boys and we had dinner and we played cards. It, it was a fun-filled day for a birthday. I mean, for, you know, my husband having a quarantine birthday, it was up there. Like, I, I went to bed and I was all excited. <laughs> I was like, this was a wow. great day i loved it and i think that i must have been rejuvenated from being out in those beautiful redwoods oh i bet i believe it yeah. and that water too the glistening water you're describing oh that sounds amazing thank you for sharing that experience and recommending those you know local uh businesses oh yeah love it that's yeah, the for state sure parks you know they've done a lot for uh people you know right now as long as you Remain safe and healthy. Uh, Keep getting out there. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So, you know, we've been watching Dead to Me season two. And Uh I was thinking about these two women, um, Jen, played by Christina Applegate, and uh, Judy, played by Linda Cardinelli, and how their characters are so opposite from each other. I mean, really opposite from each other and um it made me start thinking about you know relationships you have with your spouse or your significant other or the friends that you have so do you think opposites attract what's your thought on that i think so i think uh 
that also might help with uh, people and dealing with their alter ego. So I think it's nice to have that opposite, uh, you know, that sort of uh, imbalance and that chemical romance with that alter <laughs> ego because life is so exciting when you have, you know, uh, from one end to the other and that extreme in between. I, I think that it would be a, a really adventurous journey. So yes, I do. Yeah, I really do. Yeah. Do you think opposites attract? I definitely think that. 100 yeah. percent. I, uh, you know, my husband and I think we're opposites in a lot of of things. And um, which, you know, is good. I think it's a good combination because I think we both bring strengths, our strengths, you know, to each other, which is really good. And then I started thinking about my friends um, and, you know, a lot of them are opposite to me. But what I think is great and with my husband and my friends, I think what we have in common may not be our personality traits, but I think it's our core values are the awesome. same. Because uh, mo I would say, you know, all of my friends, and I, I, maybe all people, but um, very family-oriented, you know, very... Um, just family oriented. And so I think that that's just a really common um, quality about the friendships that I have and people I've known and people I get along with. Um, Great. So, yeah. Oh, that's so sentimental. I love that. <laughs> cool. Well, hey, friends out there listening, let us know what you think. Do you think that opposites attract we want to hear your thoughts. You can leave us a comment on Twitter at in underscore screens, or you can reach us at our Screens and Focus Facebook page. You can also follow us on our Instagram, and you can subscribe to our website and our YouTube channel. But for today, we are going to be talking about the first five episodes of The Walking of, <laughs> of course, that's what we're going to be talking about. The Walking Dead, our favorite show. When's it going to come back on? I am having withdrawals. Okay, Brooke, I am having withdrawals. Just FYI. Oh, my gosh. I'm missing well, we're, it. We are watching, um, I think we're on season six when they get to Alexandria and Andrea, or Andrea, um, Deanna and everybody and um, the... the uh, the Wolver Wolverines, the W oh, yeah. people. Uh -huh. I don't, so yeah. we're right there. Yeah. The wolves. But anyways. The wolves? Yes, the wolves. We are not talking about The Walking <laughs> yes, Dead today. Yes, we're talking about The Walking Dead. <laughs> so we are talking about Dead to Me. <laughs> okay, so yes, we are going to be talking about the first five episodes of season two, Dead to Me. Diana, I really really want to hear your thoughts overall on the first episode of season two, Dead to Me. So episode one, you know what you did, which I, I love the title of that. So I thought, <laughs> yeah, so I thought in episode one, it was really clever to keep us guessing what happened to Steve exactly. You know, mm -hmm. I kept thinking he was, he was under that pool cover, but then when they pull that pool cover off, he's not there. And I'm like, oh my God, right. where is he? What happened? Because we only see in at the end of season one that 
he's dead, right? I can't even remember. I didn't go back and watch this, but I know he's dead. And I know yeah. it looks like Jen did it. So, uh, but it keeps us guessing throughout this episode, which I really, really like. And yes. I just found Jen so much more is that right? Much more? Anyway, so snarky and so cold and so manipulative. Oh, she is so funny. And I mean, there's a part where she's cleaning up the blood from the pool area and her neighbor Karen comes to visit and she scares the crap out of her. And Jen says, geez, you snuck up on me like a freaking Prius. Of course, she doesn't say frickin'. <laughs> she, she actually swears. But yeah. and I was dying. I was dying because, you know, you can't hear Priuses. And I just thought that that was so such a good line. I love it. Yeah. And yep. then and then we learn through Karen that there are street cameras, which worries Jen because it'll show that Steve arrived at her house but never left. Also, mm. we see that Judy is dealing with her remorse and grief after losing Steve. Right. Yeah. You know what? I actually forgot about season one. As far as that Steve had died, I didn't even right. look back at the episodes Me like neither. you. And so uh -huh. I'm like, oh, okay. All I knew was that I really had to see Dead to Me season two. But for some reason, you know, Jen killing Steve, it just didn't stick with me. So I really bummed that I forgot that, but I was pleasantly surprised to have an exciting episode, right? Right. So, um, you know, for, for one, I also missed watching Jen and Judy interact together. I just love their individuality. Mm -hmm. I love their friendship. And they have that codependency, which still exists in season two. Oh, for sure. And, you know, truly, I think they have an amazing bond. They're just so connected. Um, but Jen is torn because she is basically telling a lie about how Steve was killed um, in self-defense. But, you know, Jen is now dealing with a murder, the guilt of telling uh, her friend a big fat lie. And Judy's her best friend right now. So this is just, you know, I think that um, we saw Jen having a difficult time dealing with all of that. Yeah. Um, you had said, oh, I haven't gone further than the fifth episode because I didn't want to spill the beans on anything that I, um, you know, I didn't want to bring in any of episodes six through 10 into these episodes. So I didn't want to, you know, watch it. And so I'm trying to keep to it. So I'm thinking to myself, was it in self-defense? I mean, or was it not? Because we don't, well, as far as I know, we don't know what really, really happened. We didn't see the ending or we don't know how he's really dead. Um, I I don't know. I mean, we've seen some things that could allude to him being dead, but is that really how he died? I don't know, which keeps me on my toes because I keep, I'm so curious. And these, this uh, season has so many twists and turns. We don't know what's happening. They're throwing all kinds of stuff in. It's like crazy. It's like a soap opera, right? Yeah. So all this stuff is happening. All the things that happen in soap operas is happening. So like this next episode, episode two, where have you been? So I was shocked to see Steve at Jen's door at the end of episode one. But we find out it's Ben. Steve's mm -hmm. semi-identical twin, who is the complete opposite of him, which is a great way to bring James Marsden back. 
And we find out that Ben is a doctor and he's there looking for Steve because the FBI is after him. And then later, Judy tells Jen that she told the FBI that Ben was money laundering, which further freaks Jen out because she's worried that she'll lose her kids. Right. So she tells Judy that chaos follows her wherever she goes and not to open her mouth. But the next moment we see her go straight to Ben and tells him that she thinks Steve went to Mexico. So then we see Detective Perez show up at Jen's house with his restraining order against Judy right when Judy comes out of the house, which further complicates things and looks very weird as Detective Perez warns Jen that Steve knew some bad people. Mm-hmm. So then Judy tells Jen that Steve was money laundering for the Greek mafia. Okay, <laughs> another bombshell from Judy. So it just keeps coming like a soap opera. It just keeps coming. And Jen's son, Henry, finds a bird in the garage. And later, Jen finds a nest there. And we come to find out that Steve is in the garage in the freezer. And I'm thinking, you have your kids there and you put a dead body in your freezer? What if they go out there and look at it? I know. No, and even a little padlock is not going to come alarming i mean i'd be like why is there a lock on our freezer that's really weird that mom is keeping us from eating all this food i know right yeah (laughs) for sure yeah so you know through all the episodes we see it progress and we will learn just a little bit more what happened the night that steve died exactly so in episode three you can't live like this you know oh um Judy couldn't sleep. She's having a really difficult time uh, dealing with the loss of Steve. So she is found by Jen in the garage, um, sleeping next to the freezer. Yeah. And eventually we see that freezer, you know, it's making all these noises, like these rumbling noises. And the two ladies are like, oh my gosh, is he in there? What is going on? Um, Jen ends up going and getting a rake and starts shuffling it around. And all these rats come creeping out from underneath a freezer chest. Oh, my what God. the heck? Yeah. Would be going through your mind. I'd be freaking out. Um, so that exterminator scene, it was pretty funny. And now they're going to have to figure out what to do with Steve's body because the exterminator tells them that rats can smell blood and they also have razor sharp teeth, dude. (laughs) (laughs) It was so hilarious. Um, So then they're looking into options of disposing Steve's body. And then Jen, she brought up having to uh, or having the possibility to maybe dissolving Steve's body. And Judy is, like, pretty grossed out by that, but she would like to have him be put to rest with dignity. Mm. But then Jen, you know, she has to remind Judy, like, what a horrible person Steve was. You know, Steve left Judy after her having five miscarriages. Uh. I mean, she was really pointing out all these terrible things, and it's just that Judy feels responsible for his death. But then uh, Jen is starting to feel guilty for lying to Judy because now Judy feels that guilt and now Jen feels guilty for her feeling guilty. Right. It's like this whole domino effect yes. and chain. Uh-huh. Um, and then uh, I liked the scene where Jen was at the um, 
the real estate that was the property that was for sale. She was selling to oh, these clients. Yes. Who, yes. They were pregnant, <laughs> going to have a baby. And, um, so then, you know, we see Jen, her clients are acting like a bunch of pussies when they backed out of that deal in <laughs> buying that home from her. Um, she's also really stressed out about the rats, right? Because she tells the clients, she's like, I have, if uh, black mold is your biggest problem, you know, I, I would trade black mold for my personal problems. And then she, they're looking at her like, oh, wow, really? Like, <laughs> you're just spilling all your, uh, you know, all your life uh, to us right now. And so then she goes, I have rats. And they just gave her a really grossed out look. I know they're all trying having a baby, and she's all selling them a black mold house. It's like right. crazy, and she's like getting irritated with them, like just buy it, just buy it. You know what's yeah. wrong with you? Like why do I even have to explain this to you? Yeah. Um, and so you know these rats um, are, you know, they're basically an invitation from Steve's frozen corpse in the freezer. So Jen's being haunted by Steve, and she sees this freezer and she's like having these visions and um you know she's keeping this secret from judy um so when the power went out jen was so close to telling judy she did not kill steve in self-defense she was going to tell her the truth yeah right? i think so but then the power goes out and um they had to figure out what to do with his body before he thaws yeah i know <laughs> I'm thinking, oh my gosh, what about her kids? Where are her kids during yes, this time, right? Yes, like, uh -huh. where? Okay, we can't forget about the kids. So then, Shandy, Henry's friend, she catches Jen searching online how to get rid of a dead body. And she's standing behind her, all creepy. I know she is. <laughs> yes, that was so freaking funny. And she knows information, like these really dark secrets. And Judy or and Jen asks Shandy, "How do you know all these things?" And she's like, "The dark web." So then, you know, Shandy introduced Jen to the dark web. So now she's just like, "It's funny when Jen gets to this point because she has to listen to her death metal, her music." Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. That's so yeah. funny. So she's got this like really dark, dark secret life to herself. But Shandy is just as dark and more i know that um, little girl she's like yeah <laughs> she has the look of um wednesday on the adams family exactly <laughs> i love this little character i oh, love her it's funny um so then and then we see judy uh she met a new tenant at the um yeah the live-in community that she works at and this new tenant has a really beautiful hot daughter. Uh -huh. And, you know, they actually have Judy and this person have really good chemistry. Right. And um, Judy and, you know, she works really well with her mom. And then she's building that friendship with the daughter, a.k.a. her smoking partner. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Very cute. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was cool to see a developing relationship, you know. Exactly. And a one outside of... Um, Jen and Jen. Judy. Yeah. Yeah. And so in episode four, Between You and Me, oh my gosh. So this starts out where they're uh, coming back from burying Steve's body and are driving home. And Jen thinks she lost her phone and is freaking out. 
and she kind of has it in her hand and you know she finds it and all of a sudden you see the uh, police lights in the back and I'm like oh my god they're gonna get pulled over and as they're you know getting pulled over they're all time oh we got shovels in the back you know in our trunk what are we gonna say and she says oh tell them we're gardening and you know it's the middle of the night and I think she says oh um, tell them we're foraging berries and then I think she says well what kind of berries I mean it's just so funny <laughs> they're just going on and on it's hysterical and so then the cop pulls him over and he says, you've broken the law or you've committed a crime. He says something and she's all, no, I didn't. And uh, and then he says basically that she had the phone. She was using her phone while she was driving. And they're like relieved that it's only that. So she gladly yeah. takes the <laughs> ticket. But, um, you know, I just love their comedic banter it's just hysterical and their timing is so good and jen is normally swearing up a storm trying to stay out of trouble and judy wants to sing a song and please everyone <laughs> uh i just love these characters and then at one point they you know go to a hotel and uh judy is sitting on the bed and she just sits in silence and uh, Jen asks Judy if she's mad at her because it's all right if she is. And Jen says, you know, you're 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 the nice one and I'm the shitty one. And I felt like this was such an honest moment between them because I hadn't seen um, Jen show that compassion yet. Yeah. I mean, maybe she has. I mean, maybe in and out. But I felt that she was truly worried about Judy. And I thought, oh, because I kind of felt she was kind of subs, you know, it was all about her. You know, uh, she was always about what's going to happen with her kids and how is she going to get out of this. But I felt like she was finally thinking of Judy. Yeah. Um, in that moment. So I really, really liked seeing that from Jen. So then uh, she feels bad for her and, and, and they have this conversation. So they go down and have drinks downstairs at the bar and they pretend that they're a part of the wedding party to get free drinks. And they give a toast to Steve and Judy opens up to Jen about Steve and how much she loved him and why she wanted to take him to the beach and to say goodbye. And she just starts crying, which has Jen in tears. And uh, she tells Judy that she is the kindest person she knows and tells her she loves her. And they hug. And she asked Judy to be her person. Aww. Which I didn't. I, I seen this twice and I didn't pick up on it the first time. So I was really glad that I watched it the second time because I thought that that was such a pivotal moment between them two. And here they are bawling, hugging, being very, you know, having that moment. And this guy comes up and hits on them and asks them for a dance. And, of course, Judy kindly says no. And Jen says, can't you see we're in the middle of something? Can't you read the room, bucko? Of course, she doesn't say mm. bucko. She uses the F word. But it was so damn funny. And she's just brilliant at her delivery. I just yeah. love Christina Applegate in this role. Anyways, they end up dancing and drinking the night away. And I'm talking about Jeff who is Karen's husband, who they saw there with another man. So right. it's all very interesting. So they arrive home and they find that the bird is dead. And they think it's the dog, but it ends up being Shandy, <laughs> that strange little girl. And they bury the bird and Jen asks Judy to say a few words. And Judy sings, 
and is remembering Steve. And it all seems very sweet. And I love, I thought she had a great voice. Linda Cardinelli had a great voice while she was singing. But she has all these memories of her and Steve. And then at the very end, it shows him being very verbally abusive to her. Yeah. So it isn't all sweet and dandy, you know. It's like he really was a, you know, creep. So. Yeah. And then I didn't notice this the first time around. At the very end, they show Henry finds a bloody, that bloody rock. Oh, yeah. That she hits him with. I missed it. I'm like, oh, and I'm thinking to myself, you didn't think to throw away the rock or wash it down with bleach? Why she puts it back? That's hysterical in itself. And then Charlie goes to the uh, storage uh, garage because he wants his dad's bike. But he opens it up. And what does he find? Steve's car. But he thinks it's for him. Exactly. Which is crazy. So isn't it a Mercedes or something? I don't even know what it is. Super nice car. Yeah. Super, super nice car. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I would be like, yeah, what the heck is my mom up to? Oh, my gosh. Crazy episode. Yeah. Really good information there. Thank you. Um, So in episode five, The Price You Pay, Jen and Judy end up giving away the freezer to that rat exterminator. You know, it was so surreal the two of them, Jen and Judy, walking down the aisle in the grocery store shopping yeah. and just talking about, you know, this or that. It just like they were just over it at that point. Like they had just uh, been uplifted, right? Like yes. they got that huge weight off their shoulders. Uh-huh. But later, Jen uh, tells Judy that she's going to need some space and that codependency isn't working out. Um, Judy accidentally tells Ben that Steve burned Jen out of the deal oh, yeah. uh, in purchasing the condo. Uh-huh. That's another one. So Lorna is just hilarious. Um, that's Jen's mother-in-law. Yeah. And um, she ended up closing the deal with the pregnant couple. And then she basically smears it all over Jen's face. Um, and it's that, that scene was really funny when she was like, what are you doing playing basketball? Aren't you like 50? (laughs) (laughs) She's like, no, I'm not 50. She's like, are you sure? (laughs) So cute. Um, But Jen wants to sell that the home it's their home that Lorna just, you know, ends up describing. And, um, you know, Jen was very surprised. She didn't realize that that home was an investment property and she's not going to be able to sell because she wants a better life or like, you know, she's not able to make the mortgage payment or she's behind on the mortgage. Right. And Lorna was like, no, <laughs> you need to snap out of it. Your sales are going down and she goes hard on her. I know. Yeah. But so when Jen supposedly threw her back out playing basketball with Charlie, we already knew that's a lie. But mm-hmm. Ben pays a visit to Jen and... um Oh, and so he hits her up um, about her relationship that she had with uh, Steve because of what Judy had said. So yeah. he's like trying to put these together. Uh-huh. And he even told her like, oh, you might you could have been the last person um, that have that that has seen him. And she's like on defense, she's like, no, he knew a lot of people. And he was like, OK, um, but in that scene, um Jen's having 
uh, back issues. And she's like crutching over to get files because she's now Ben's real estate agent and looking for a uh, temporary mm. resident for him. Yeah. And so she's like keeling over. You know, we can relate, right, Brooke? <laughs> we can relate to this. It was so funny. <laughs> oh my gosh, I was cracking up because, like, every time she was like uh, uncomfortable, I'm like, "That's exactly how it feels." <laughs> I believed it. Yes, I totally believed it. It was she was good. Yes, yes. Um, so yeah, I just thought that was hysterical. Um, so Ben, what a good guy he is. He helps get. Jen home and gosh, you know how many times I could have loved, I would have loved to have a ride, you know, when I'm in that severe back pain mode, I'm like, somebody just, you know, come to my rescue, my aid. And he, he was the guy that did that. I think that was really, really sweet that, um, he helped her out. Um, but when he's there at Jen's house, Karen, the neighbor comes over with wine, that orange infused wine or whatever. And then she feels for some reason that it's appropriate to blast Ben, um, thinking that he was the one on that street camera. Yeah. Yeah. Jen put Karen in check and um, Karen ends up leaving in tears and uh, without her wine. (laughs) Jen took that away from her too. Um, Charlie and Parker, they get caught in the Mercedes. That belongs to Steve, and oh my gosh, you know. I don't know if they had clothes on. (laughs) Yeah, they were partially. What? (laughs) Yeah, partially clothed. But like driving around, cruising around in that Mercedes all day, you know, what if Ben saw the car? I I know. Yeah, or, you know, all these street cameras are picking up the feed that he's been cruising down the street in. And and I'm thinking, you know, that could be used as evidence one day. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Um, but he ends up getting in trouble because he ended up running out of gas in the night. And um, he calls Jen. Jen calls Judy. Jen leaves Ben. Judy leaves <laughs> uh, her new friend. I Michelle. Michelle. Michelle, thank you. Um, and so then they go to pick up uh, Charlie and Parker, and they are like so freaking out, shocked. Like, what are they going to do with this car? It's out of gas. So they brought gas, and Jen, when Charlie, Parker, and Judy leave, Jen throws the gas all over the car and lights a cigarette and lights the car on fire. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really? Now they have to deal with this burnt-up vehicle. It's just crazy. And I think there was something that Charlie had thrown in the back seat. So that's probably – we might see that later in Charlie's backpack. I'm not sure. There was something in the center console that he picked (gasps) up. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But I don't know what it it was. It had a USB um, drive (gasps) in there. So it's probably got some information on the mafia, I'm thinking. And he oh. threw it in the back seat. Uh-huh. And so it's got to be in his backpack now. It has to. I'm just, that's my, I'm suspecting. Yes. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I haven't moved on. I've only, uh, I'm not far into this <laughs> se- ser- season. So I, yeah. I did not look that up at all. It's just my thought. Um, anyways, I love Michelle's restaurant. Michelle is a chef. Yeah. And all the food that she cooked for Judy, that romantic 
evening. It uh-huh. just looked so good. And all Michelle wanted to do was to make Judy happy. I thought that was so sweet. Uh-huh. And I'm just really impressed and glad that Judy met Michelle. And I think that Judy is handling a lot of trauma. And I think she's handling it particularly well, being that she has Michelle to look forward to. So yeah. I'm glad for her because I feel like in season one, Judy was very vulnerable dealing with a lot of guilt and emotion. And so I think having, you know, uh, Jen telling her to give her some space and now Judy's able to, you know, f- fill that void with Michelle. Uh, I think that's good for her. And yeah. I'm happy to see that. Um, I just want to say Ben is really, really cute and dorky. Yeah. He, he did this dance to cheer up Jen and he then opened up to Jen about the sadness and guilt that he's having not or possibly not having the chance to make amends with his brother, Steve. I thought that right. was a really heartfelt moment coming from Ben. I Yeah, I thought it was a nice moment, too. His dance moves were cracking me up. And then mm-hmm. I felt like... Uh, Jen, Christina Applegate, laughing at him was was so genuine. I think she, she probably yeah. really did find it so funny. And uh, so yeah. it, was, it was a fun moment between them, too. Yeah. So he was laughing really, really sweet. I liked it. I liked that scene. It was cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Diana, tell me other thoughts about uh, these episodes. So, um, well, I just wanted to point out again that James Marsden is playing both Ben and Steve and it's crazy because they're complete opposites. I mean, he he got to play one character in season 1 and now he's playing this other character cuz he's so he's so like as Steve to me he's so such a nice-looking guy, very um uh you know, that whole thing. He's the bad boy. He's nice-looking. He just gives you that smile and you kind of, girls kind of melt and all of that. And then he's playing Ben, who's very sweet and um, nice. And it's funny, but I mean, he's still a good looking guy. But why is he better looking as Steve than he is as Ben? I'm like, holy crap. Is that really how, you know, our minds work? It's like, oh, he's the bad boy. Or is it because of the way he dresses or the way he's got his hair? I don't know. But I can like see. I feel like it's almost two different people. Like I believe he's a twin. Right. And that it's not really the same person. So it's just interesting. I thought that that was very interesting. And it must be cool fun to play both roles yeah that's cool um and then jen in episode three was paying for the presidential suite and trying to give spa treatments to judy but then in episode five she's broken her credit card isn't working anymore so i just thought yeah really you really i mean that's just so you know uh, either they didn't pay attention to that part or because of her frivolous spending or whatever you want to call it that's how she got in this situation so i just find that interesting you know how she was just so free and spending throwing money around because i thought she was like well off that's what i was thinking i was like oh she has so much money she sells real estate and then all of a sudden she was broke and i was like how'd she get broke what the heck happened so and then oh my gosh this season okay so this season jen has cried a lot 
But Judy has cried in every episode. And I don't mean a couple of tears. She's like bawling. And I'm like, wow, that's incredible. I just think that their acting is just, their performances are so, they're really getting into character. So I just want to kind of give them kudos for that. Yeah. Um, And then I thought, you know, is there going to be a romance between Judy and Michelle? And also with Ben and Jen, I'm just wondering how those relationships, if they flourish, will affect their friendship. Like, I feel right. like it could get in the way somewhere. So, I don't know. We'll have to see. And, oh, gosh, it was very alarming to see Judy treat herself so badly when she went into the bathroom and she was hitting herself and yelling at herself in such an abusive manner. I felt really, really sad for her. And yeah. um, it's as if she was repeating what had been said to her previously, either by Steve or other people. And it just, I was like, oh, one, I felt so bad for the character. And two, I felt like uh, Linda Cardinelli was doing an extraordinary job uh, acting at that point. So uh, it was really good to see that. And then well, as as, uh, as an actor, not as a person, because I think that was horrible. Yeah. And so I just think it's all very interesting uh, how uh, season one found Judy as the one who who was keeping a deadly secret from Jen. And this year it's Jen keeping that deadly secret. Exactly. And she's going through it. Yeah. Okay. So, um, Brooke, what were your thoughts on these first five episodes? Okay. Well, first of all, I want to eat a piece of pie just like... (laughs) The one that Jen ate at Cindy's restaurant after they kill or after they buried uh, Steve. Yeah. That pie. I mean, the old fashioned diner. And yes. then the, the when you go inside, there's that big bar, that counter. And then the waitress, she's wearing the uniform. I thought that waitress and Jen, they were just so hilarious together. <laughs> yeah. They did not not like each other. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then Jen was just like, what kind of pie? Well, what do you have? Cherry. Well, what other pie? Cherry. Uh, this pie is dry. You know, can I get yeah. the whipped cream? It was just back and forth funny. Um, and, and then she and, gives her the can and yeah. then the can is empty. <laughs> empty. She knew it. Um, but it's crazy. Cause, um, I would say, uh, that her eating that pie, like, just looking at it as maybe a metaphor, it was like she was just um, indulging into Steve's death. Like the pie was cherry. Cherry pie uh, looks like bloody guts, you know? Yeah. And, and it's got this dry outer shell. And I just like, to me, it looked like a cannibal. I was yeah. like, dang, she's she's above the law. Like she doesn't even care. Um <laughs> But uh, let's see. Oh, and then Jen, when she ran into Jeff, which is Karen's husband, while he was on his romantic getaway with another man. Yeah. I'm looking ahead and I'm thinking that she can use that as blackmail um, for Jeff. Maybe if she needs him to delete that surveillance of Steve coming to her house and not leaving. Oh, that's a good thought. Yeah. I have not looked at anything. I have not watched anything past this. And I just, yeah, I'm just thinking that, well, they had to have thrown that in there for something. 
Um, right. And then with Charlie, just him really wanting to have a car and drive, get his license. I remember that feeling so well. It hurt so bad. I wanted to drive bad. I really wanted to drive. And, and in <laughs> fact, I don't know if I've ever told you, but if there were keys and there was a car, you better uh, watch out because ah! I'm going to take that car. <laughs> I mean, and I will not tell you how old I was, but uh, yeah, let's just say I don't blame Charlie for doing what he did. That's so funny. <laughs> Um, and then Jen at the hardware store, when she was buying all that chemicals to dissolve, um, you know, the body. Oh, and then she, she takes, I mean, she's carrying like six bottles, six gallons of this solvent and uh, leaving a store like crazy person. What do you, and the, the sales clerk is like, oh, you got a clog, <laughs> you need dissolve or whatever. It's just yeah. funny. Um but then, yeah, she gets home and she throws, uh, she's all suited up and got her respirator on and she throws a rat in there and uh, Judy walks in and sees this rat and uh, she thinks it's Steve and she freaks out. And yeah, that scene was, oh. um, I think, an epic scene, you know, yeah. like to have the guts to to do that, to, to, to like melt so an entire human being. So morbid. That's yeah. awful. That's what awful. What the hell? Oh, my God. <laughs> like, what if it didn't go through your plumbing and, like, your plumbing burst? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You'd have a bigger oh. problem. <laughs> I know. There's so many things. So many things. I thought about when she threw that cigarette, when she lit that cigarette and she threw it in. I'm like, why is she lighting it? I'm thinking, oh, they're going to get DNA from that cigarette. Or they're going to be able to tell. It's just, I'm all, you know, thinking all these things that they shouldn't oh, have done. yeah. Or how that cop pulled uh charlie over he's gonna remember that driving that car i just have like all these things that could happen it's just crazy but i do, do you know want... what that oh sorry no go ahead what do you know what that's a sign of what you and i watch a <laughs> lot of pi investigative shows we and do. we have gained so much knowledge <laughs> yeah. and we're like okay first of all you cannot have your cell phone at the place where somebody was buried because right. uh, that's going to be like traceable. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You get the pings from the yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. They're watching <laughs> towers. you. Yeah. Um, but I was also going to say, uh, go back to one of the, the episode. Um, I think it was the fifth episode at the beginning when they're at, they're shopping and that interaction with uh, Tyler or whatever that uh, cashier was. That was oh, gosh. so yeah. darn funny exactly because he she doesn't have enough money to pay and he says well she, she's all swipe it again he's all i already did and he's all well, maybe <laughs> i think you're out of money and then he says why don't you put a few of these bottles back you've got eight of them and then she's all what are you the sheriff police because i'm, <laughs> I'm the dick police or i don't know what she says but they go on and on and then she takes the bottle away from him and it goes flying off and then he's all i'm not cleaning that up and she's all i'm not paying for it and then judy picks up paper towels and says i'll clean it up i'm like oh my god that's it's funny. So, it's so reflective of all their personalities. Exactly. It was Love a great it. it was a great moment. Yeah, those are all really good um other thoughts about the episode. So 
just let us know what your thoughts are. We'd love to hear anything that you caught on to that we may have not. Um, but Diana, what else are you watching? I am, I feel like I'm watching a lot. So um, I'm continuing to watch Run on HBO, Defending Jacob on Apple TV. I'm really loving that. Oh my gosh, I just watched last night. I'm just totally hooked. Um, I started watching This Much I Know with Mark Ruffalo. It's only been two episodes. That's on HBO. That one, um, it's very good. It's so well acted by Mark Ruffalo. He plays um, twins. So I guess twins is a common thing here because here's James Marsden. Now it's Mark Ruffalo. Oh, yeah. But um, he plays um, the two brothers and one of the brothers is a uh, schizophrenic. And so it is um, it gets a little uh, depressing, a little sad watching it. But the the acting is so well done that if, you know, you really like watching movies for that or shows for that, that's really good. Okay. Um, it is not a light program, though. Okay. Uh, but as far as movies, I watched The Gentleman with Matthew McConaughey, Charlie Hunnam, uh, Michelle Dockery, Hugh Grant, Colin Farrell. I mean, all these great, beautiful men in this pretty beautiful woman. <laughs> Anyways, it's directed by Guy Ritchie. It's a crime comedy, and it's pretty entertaining. McConaughey plays Mickey Pearson, who is an American marijuana kingpin in England, who's looking to sell his business, setting off a chain of blackmail and schemes to undermine him. Oh, okay. So that's, that's you have to pay attention in that movie, but it's really well done, and um, it's a good movie. Cool. Um, I also watched Extraction on Netflix. This is an action thriller starring Chris Hemsworth as a black ops mercenary who must rescue an Indian drug lord's kidnapped son in uh, Dhaka, Bangladesh. The action sequences are so good. I felt like I was almost on a ride. And then... I read that they shot it similar to how, like, the movie 1917, uh, how they, what appears to be a continuous shot. Yeah. That's basically what they do. And it's, it's, it's pretty intense and there's a lot of violence. Um, so please beware. But I, I liked it and I just thought it was shot really well. Okay, cool. So, but a lot of violence on that one. That's Netflix. I think it got a lot. I think it was on the top. Um, you know how they have their what's first, Top second, 10. third. Yeah, I think mm -hmm. it was pretty up there. Okay. So it got a lot of um, streams. I also watched Jumanji, The Next Level. I got a DVD on this one. Of course, this is the fantasy action comedy that stars Dwayne Johnson and Jack Black and Kevin Hart, along with others reprising their roles from the previous film. Also, Aquafina and Danny Glover and Danny DeVito joined the cast. So the film takes place three years after Welcome to Jumanji, in which the same group of teenagers, along with unwitting additions, become trapped in Jumanji. Of course, they face new problems and challenges, and they have avatar mishaps and learn more about each other along the way. And it's a really fun movie, and it makes me want to go back and watch the original with Robin Williams again. Oh, yeah. So I would say it's a really good family movie it's just fun and entertaining so yeah i would uh, recommend that i also saw becoming the documentary on michelle obama and usually brooke is the one watching documentaries but i just really wanted to watch this 
and uh, I really enjoyed it. So uh, the director is Nadira Halgren, and this doc follows Michelle Obama through her 34-city book tour, uh, which was, um, you know, after the release of her book, also entitled Becoming. And it features footage of Michelle's travels, her talk shows, and her work during her tenure as the First Lady. But what I really love, I love her honesty, her connection to people, how passionate she is about the younger generation. I mean, she met with high schoolers, uh, high school women, and asked them about their lives and their aspirations for the future. And these women were inspired by her, yeah. and which was really great to see. And Michelle talks about her upbringing in Chicago South Side and how a guidance counselor told her she wasn't Princeton material. Oh my gosh, I am so wow. I am so happy she didn't listen to them, but you know, followed her own voice and her own path. And here she is, a graduate of Princeton and Harvard Law, and it's how she met her future husband at the law firm she was at. Wow. And it's funny because she talks about. He was late for their first date, and but he flashed that smile, and she's like, okay, <laughs> I'll let him pass this time. Um, but I just found it to be a really good documentary that I would highly recommend. There's just so much more in that. I'm just giving you tidbits, um, but I loved it. Have you seen it, Brooke? No, not yet. I have yeah. not. I really... I really enjoyed listening to so much. She talks about being in the White House, uh, about being in the spotlight. She just sheds so much light on it. And I just, again, I love her honesty. So it's really good. Cool. Um, and then we had seen we had, uh, our podcast on 84 on um, 80s movies. I didn't get to watch. There's so many, a lot of them. So I watched Steel Magnolias and uh, I enjoyed watching it again. So it oh. was good. I love eighty or I love Steel Magnolias. I love eighties movies, but I love Steel Magnolias. Yeah, and I loved, loved, loved your recommendations. I cannot wait to watch some of these movies and shows. Thank yeah. you, Diana. You're welcome. Yeah. What are you watching? Uh, well, I don't know if I can top yours, but uh, I did some eighties last weekend, also, and I was in the mood to watch some Van Damme movies, and we yeah. watched. Bloodsport and Kickboxer. Those are two different movies. And Bloodsport is based on true events. Um, and it's basically Jean-Claude Van Damme, where he, in this movie, he uh, is trained and so that he could uh, challenge and battle um, another, uh, what is it called? Like a... Um, Competitor? Uh, competitor, thank you. And in Hong Kong. So it's really, because it's 80s and the way that it's filmed, you see a lot of the community out there and just kind of how things uh, internationally are different. And because this is also based on true events, it was really interesting to know um, his records and his titles and just everything that that kickboxing uh community they some of the how they go through or what they go through and so i thought that was a really good recommendation for a jean-claude movie if you're feeling up to it um can i say something about jean-claude mm -hmm. so i my husband's birthday and of course he loves dvds so i'm buying him dvds he wanted universal soldier 
Oh yeah. So I bought him. So I bought him two, but I bought him the wrong two. I didn't realize Universal Soldier had like six uh, movies under that title. Oh, okay. And so I bought him the wrong ones. So I'm oh. sure he's going to watch them, and then we're going to get the one. He wanted the original one is one he wanted. But um, I just thought I'd share that with you because you were bringing up Jean-Claude. Yeah, so, that one was one yeah. of the ones that we watch repeatedly, as well as uh, Kickboxer. Um, but yeah, Universal Soldier is a good one. It's not the same. The sequels are not the same. <laughs> um, so Kickboxer... Uh, is another movie that I love, and that one was Jean-Claude Van Damme, and he's basically uh, defending his brother. His brother was in a match uh, against Tong Po in Bangkok, Thailand, and he crippled his brother. So Jean-Claude Van Damme wants to wants a rematch uh, to help defend his brother's name and title because he was wrongly... Um, attacked in a match and so yeah this one's also really good too so you get to see Jean-Claude Van Damme uh, training and he's got like this incredible uh, incredible lean muscular body and like he's so flexible it's crazy this man he was an amazing um, artist yeah Um, and so I definitely recommend Kickboxer if you haven't seen it or if you just want to watch um a retro throwback. I recommend this movie. Thank you, Brooke. You are welcome. You make me want to watch them again. You've got to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, that's our show. Thanks for tuning in. We are grateful you tuned in, and we hope something that we said today resonated with you and gave you a chuckle, some happiness, some positivity, or inspiration. Please subscribe to our podcast and tell a friend. We would love more members of our TV club. If you could do us a big favor and rate and review the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your uh, podcasts, we need your feedback. Yeah, so thank you so much. We will be uploading our new episode in a couple of weeks. Our next show will be on Dead to Me Season 2, Episodes 6 through 10. You can find our website listed in our show notes. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.